Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Again, you can uh, text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. You can reach us as well on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 7804960063. We will tell you Jay Woodcroft is just wrapping up a practice down in Bakersfield. He will join us today at 115. The Condor is dropping two games. Um, basically outshot their opponent in the second game two to one. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue uh, had a, you know, Got both starts back-to-back. Stuart Skinner has been assigned to the minors and uh, will be in between the pipes here shortly uh, to help out. He, of course, played the majority of the games last season. I'll be honest with Rodriguez. Little concern about his size, which is why like a guy like Sebastian Kosa with the Edmonton Oil Kings, a 6'5 goaltender, I think is going to be a early second-round draft choice. Um I'm one of those guys that thinks athletic guys that are six foot four, six foot five in between the pipe probably have a better chance for success than say six foot one, six foot two goaltenders. Just I uh, sure size and mass. Not all of you agree. Uh, this text comes in on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I'm not a hater of Koskinen, but in your opinion, how do we salvage this season by trading a high-value goaltender asset, and where do we get that money from? Or trading for a high-value goalie asset. Where do we get the money uh, to do that? I like Koskinen, but he's not good enough to carry the team for the whole season through the playoffs. That text comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Mark, the key for me for Koskinen split rotation he has to put the work in in practice and he's better with a little less work and I think we're seeing a lot of goaltenders that way and I don't profess to be a goaltending guru I'm just kind of using the eye test and frankly using a little bit of analytics uh, there's a guy, uh, Kevin Woodley, does a great job with this you can follow him on Twitter he's, he's, he really fundamentally understands that and uh, 
you know, use a little bit of the analytics. We know what we see. And then one of the advantages we have, but maybe not as much in terms of this season, because we're not on the road with the team, is seeing the work that a guy like Koskinen puts in. Like Mike Smith dramatically helps the Oilers out because he, he, um, <laughs> he can move the puck. And so it's a different dimension. Now, What is going on here? Uh, there we go. You can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Oilers GM says, Bob, if John Gibson costs too much, then Ken Holland should go after Darcy Camper. Even if, even if he has to quarantine for 14 days, make Koskinen part of the deal with a first-round pick and a B prospect and hope that Smith can hold his own for two weeks. And regarding Gio, a message uh, has to be sent to the turtle. That's the only way Gio's dirty tricks stop, just like the turtle. Yeah, I'm not sure Calgary is the team you do that to right now, frankly. I mean, when they want to, they can dress as much toughness as any team. I'm going to look really forward to when Calgary plays Ottawa. I think there could be some fireworks in that game. I just think you got it. When you get a chance, you got to bury Giordano. So if you got to take an extra half step and run him, you run him. That's how you got to play against them. I will tell you this. Um, I don't know if, you know what, the Oilers last year, the highest winning percentage in the, of the Canadian teams with the goaltending tandem that they've had. They haven't had the goaltending tandem this year. I'm not making an excuse. Based on what you've said, if you're, what you've seen to date so far, if your philosophy is they can't make the playoffs with this goaltending tandem, based upon what we've seen so far, we've only seen Koskinen, but he's at 890. I'm going to tell you right now, if he's at 890 at the end of the year, the Oilers might be fifth or sixth in the division and waste a brilliant season specifically by McDavid because he's been off the charts to date. Okay? But I don't think he's going to be at 890. I think he's going to climb as the season gets on. The other thing is it's almost impossible this season because of the quarantine, and I have real concerns, just so you know, about the fall of next year as well for Canada because of the delay in terms of the vaccination program. Okay? I have real concerns, and that's a whole other discussion, but I do believe it could potentially impact Canadian teams, okay? Um, I think that makes it an added challenge to change the tact during the course of the season. So here here we go. If you're saying, stop, there's no way the Oilers should have come back with the combination of Koskinen and Smith after what happened in the play-in series, if that's your perspective, I think that's an understandable position to have. If your perspective was Edmonton had the best winning percentage of the seven Canadian teams during the regular season, okay, with the goaltending tandem they have, and they split them and you're going to need two goalies that can play, I think that's also an understandable position to have. I will tell you that one of the best organizations in the league, their attitude in terms of evaluating things from a pro scouting perspective was not to place too much emphasis on teams that got bounced out quickly because of how bizarre dealing with the pandemic was for like did Sidney Crosby stop being a winner in Pittsburgh because they lost to the Montreal Canadiens you know I don't think so now Sidney has won before but the fact of the matter is maybe sometimes in a you know there's a recency bias that takes effect there ah Again, keep the text coming. That's the beauty of the situation. Another texter says, I don't see why people think so highly of Darcy Camper. Watched him play for the Wild. He didn't impress. 
Darcy Kemper has been pretty good on Arizona. Um, Randy and Brooks says, Bob, uh, Gio needs to be sent a message. Just finish checks on him. That's that's what you got to do against him. You know he's going to play to the nth degree. That's why he is... Uh, that is part of the reason why he's become as good as he has. This texter comes in. Koskinen is fine. The Oilers should not overreact. The defensemen are making fundamental mistakes in front of them that can easily be corrected. Well, they haven't really gotten a rhythm yet on the defense either. Uh, again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. I just want to go back into the Oilers now audio vault at this time, though, for direct work. We're just before we hook up with Jay Woodcroft, we talked a bit about the fact that uh, there's no question that, you know, Dave Tippett feels that Mike Smith can impact the opposition forecheck. Uh, Smith was asked today uh, just in terms of where he's at and uh, if he's ready to go. I feel great. It's get, like I said, it's given me an extra couple of weeks to work with uh, Schwartzy. And, and to be honest, my injury, uh, you know, was a kind of a weird one where uh, it only affected me in, in, you know, certain movements. So I was able to do a lot of things that I was, I was able to do during the summer and, and preparing for the season. So um, it didn't set me back too much. Obviously missing a month is never a good thing, but I feel like I'm in a good spot mentally and physically. I'm focused and uh, I want to come in back in the lineup tonight and be really solid for the team. And Smith says he doesn't want to overcomplicate his approach in tonight's game. My main focus is is me coming back in the lineup and being just real steady back there. You know, the leadership part of it will come. Obviously, you don't want to jump back in the lineup after missing a month and and be all over the place. I think my main goal is to come back in, be real solid for the group, just play like I know I'm capable of, and, and I feel like I'm prepared for it. So I'm excited about tonight. Again, Mike Smith against Matt Murray. Murray put together two pretty good starts against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, four Edmonton best guests. Uh, McDavid, RNH, and Poliarvi, Drysettle, Cahoon, Yamamoto, Turris, Neil, Cassian, I believe, since Ennis has been activated. He'll play fourth line left wing with Kara and Archibald. Edmonton goes 12 and 6. Uh, Bear will not play tonight for Edmonton. Think Cuckoo comes out, only played under six minutes against Calgary, mostly on the PK. That would leave Nurse with Barry. Lagason and Larson, Russell and Bouchard. Again, Mike Smith starts for Ottawa. Norris with Kachuk and Dadnov. Uh, Colin White with Nick Paul and Batherson. Tierney with Tim Stutzlow is on a bit of a roll here. And Connor Brown and uh, Stepan, who apparently has requested a trade uh, with Galchenyuk and Austin Watson. Shabbat and Zaitsev, Riley and Zub. And they've got Eric Brandstrom, and he played the two games against Montreal after uh, being uh, recalled by the center. And he's playing with Eric Goodbranson. That's all. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look up a t- uh, two teams tonight. When we come back, we'll hook up with Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Hi, I'm James Neal from Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. Let's get down to the farm. Bakersfield, they had two games on the weekend, and uh, joining us on the line, Jay Woodcroft. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Good. Thanks. Hey, thanks for letting us uh, squeeze Pierre in as well and moving things up for you today. Um, give me your assessment to uh, what you saw over the course of the weekend in the two games. Well, uh, I'd like to be sitting here 2-0 and rather than 0-2, but uh, saying that there was uh, lots of good signs on the weekend. I thought uh, we started well both games. Um, our first game, we were up one nothing after one period, and um, you know we, we played a very fast uh, period, and uh, we liked the fact that we outshot and outchanced uh, the other team. And, uh, you know, we kind of uh, hit a little bit of a speed bump in our second period, in game one, uh, there was a controversial offside goal uh, against, but um, in you know probably for a five or six minute window, we'd like to have some of our our game back that night. But uh, the fellas competed hard, and all in all, uh, for an opening night, there was lots of good in in it. And then we uh, less than 24 hours later. Uh, we we came out the next day, and uh, I thought we we controlled the bulk of the game. Uh, we outshot the other team two to one, outchanced the other team two to one. Uh, but we were unfortunate in that we didn't come away with any points. And and uh, as you know, um, learning how to win is a skill in itself. And uh, there's moments in that game that we'd like to have back. But saying that, uh, like I said, there's lots to build on because there was lots of good. Yeah, shots were 43-24, Jay. You're all over them. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue, look, he's an AHL rookie this year. I don't think the plan was for him to start back-to-back. He had to this weekend. Uh, Tell me this. Stuart Skinner was assigned back uh, to the American Hockey League yesterday. Is he a guy that you can envision? Will you actually have him ready to go by this weekend? Well, uh, it's interesting because uh, there are rules with with regards to getting uh, to an AHL host city and then a a little bit of a quarantine period and obviously the testing element of things as well. So our hope is that he gets here in time that uh, he's an option for us this weekend. And uh, if he is, it'll be a good option. Obviously, he's had a good camp and a good experience up at the NHL level with the Oilers. But that said, I I thought uh, Olivier, um, you know, there had good moments made some good saves this weekend but as a 20 year old uh, rookie in the American Hockey League it's a big step up And uh, but for him what a great experience uh, to be playing at this high level and uh, you know I think uh, he's better for it having gone through those first two games. Jay to me uh, Marcus Niemelainen had a tough camp when I saw him up in Edmonton Lindstrom looked a little bit more composed those are the only two Oiler contracted defensemen down in the American Hockey League they got a bunch of guys over in Europe including including, you know, Broberg and uh, players of that, uh, Samarukov, uh, and you might be getting those guys late in the year. Uh, how did your D hold up over the course of the two games? 
I was quite pleased with our D. I thought, um, you know, we're the way we're built back there right now is is uh, we're big. We're very big. Some tall trees on our back end, and we don't uh, necessarily have that uh, diminutive uh, power play puck mover type on the back end. But that's okay. I thought uh, we did a good job of trying to keep things simple by putting uh, the pucks in our forwards' hands quickly, uh, not trying to overcomplicate anything and. I thought they competed hard back there. Uh, Nima Linen, I thought, um, has really uh, shown well. Anytime he's uh, been down here and around uh, us as a coaching staff, um, we think his experience up at that, uh, the camp at the beginning of January up in Edmonton, that really opened his eyes in terms of the level of play in North America, the level of play at the NHL level, the type of conditioning required, and, and uh, for him, in terms of his first NHL camp, uh, he got some good experience there, and he's come down and he's competed hard. And um, you know, he's a long body, but he he's he's done uh, quite well through his first two games here. And and Lenstrom, you know, I thought he made some plays. He scored a big goal for us on the second night. Um, he's a little bit older, has a little bit more maturity to his game, but he's learning how to play for the first time on the small ice. And uh, you know, he got some good experience as well. And like. Like I said, that, that decor in general, I thought, gave us some good minutes and uh, gave us a chance to win. You know I'm going to ask you primarily about the prospects. The one guy that was conspicuous by his absence this weekend, Tyler Benson didn't play either game. Uh, is there anything you can tell us in that regard? Well, yeah, for for Tyler, um, you know, we talked last week about him having an owie or, you know, a minor injury uh, that we had to work through with him. The decision was made to just give him those extra couple days uh, to work through it. And, uh, you know, what? he was in practice today, full practice, and we expect him uh, to be healthy and ready to go for us this weekend. So that was more uh, just, you know, exercising a little bit of caution there. But he's a big part of of our team obviously uh, you know he has skill he got his NHL cup of coffee last year uh, and got some good experience at that level and he's part of uh, some of our younger players where we're trying to develop some leadership in them as well and and this year for our team Tyler Benson will wear an A and be one of our assistant captains so we're looking forward to seeing growth in his game and uh, we're quite happy that he's going to be available for us this weekend. Okay, uh, Jay Woodcroft joining us, Bakersfield Condor head coach. Uh, I'm going to ask you about Ryan McLeod every week, Jay. You know it's coming. I'm just going to warn you right now. What did you see this weekend? I thought he was excellent. You know, he played 20 minutes a night. Um, you know, we flipped uh, flipped our forwards around after the first game. First game he played with Cracknell and Hamblin. The second game he played in between Quine and Griffith. And, you know, those are top six minutes, both both uh, of those forward lines. So uh, we used him on the penalty kill. We used him on the power play. I thought his speed was a real factor. I thought he made some plays with the puck. I thought he uh, showed a defensive conscience by working above his check and, and being hard defensively. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we're seeing growth in him, and you can see it uh, before our very eyes. And, you know, we're going to continue to hammer on the details of his game so that he's going to become an NHL-ready uh, player. Forget prospect. We want him graduating from prospect to full-time player. And in order to do that, it's about focusing on the little details in his game. Uh, 
Uh, are you playing him virtually all at center, or is he getting any time in the wing? Yeah, I know we're playing him uh, in the middle. Um, we're blessed with some good wingers. And, uh, you know, we we shortened our bench a little bit when we got behind. So he was 20 minutes in the middle with good players. And uh, not only with good players, but being uh, forced to be on the ice versus the other team's top players. Uh, so that's a great experience for him uh, at this level. And like I said, you know, his speed is a real factor uh, where other teams have to respect it and allows us to get on top of teams and that's a big factor in why we outshot no chance that team uh, on the Saturday night. Uh, there was a player last year was having he was on pace for a 100 point season in the Western Hockey League James Hamblin who was a teammate of Tyler Benson's with the Southside Athletic Club uh, and Stuart Skinner back during that 12-13 lockout year. I'm just wondering uh, you know I, I, I noticed he got in for you how's he looked? He's been good. He's been a, a very pleasant surprise. I didn't know anything about him. I watched a little bit of video when the signing, uh, you know, right prior to the signing, but I didn't know much about James. And uh, I think from day one in training camp here, he's uh, opened the eyes of the coaching staff with his uh, hockey IQ, um, his ability to move around the lineup. Uh, this past weekend, because Benson was out, we moved him up in the batting order. He saw a little bit of time on both special teams and for a young guy finding his way in a top league, uh, we were quite impressed with him. Uh, good professional so far, showing good habits, works his butt off in practice and uh, he's he's been a real pleasant surprise for our team. Jay, what's the schedule look like this week? Well, we're getting some good uh, good work in uh, with practices, and we're scheduled to play Friday, Saturday versus Las Vegas' American League team, the new franchise based out of Henderson. So both those games will be in our building here in, uh, in Bakersfield, and we're looking forward to getting off to a good start on home ice. Mike from Calgary has texted me and said, Bob, why didn't the Oilers have the Condors play in Canada like the Stockton Heat? I understand that L.A. County, where Stockton is, has got a COVID ban, and Bakersfield did not, but isn't there a huge advantage to having our kids in Canada this year? I mean, this is a long-term partnership in Bakersfield, but is there a difference in terms of the standards between uh, – uh, you're down in California right now, uh, Jay. Is there a difference between what's going on right now where Stockton was and where Bakersfield is? Yeah, I think uh, the numbers up in up in Stockton were a little bit different, and you know they had some. I believe they had some arena issues as well, and, and local rules and ordinances that we didn't have to deal with down here in Bakersfield. And you know, for me, I think the biggest challenge for for us down here this year is is just dealing with the border in terms of uh, you know if we're sending someone up there's yeah. a, there are rules with that and then you know like for example uh, Quine came down last week and he had to quarantine for a, a good amount of time and so and that's going to happen with Skinner as well those are challenges that we have to deal with um, but for us we're, we're doing it from a place that you know we understand that this year is is unique and we're dealing with uh, the people that are available to us. We're not worrying about um, who isn't available to us. We're putting our focus on who's standing right in front of us. And, uh, you know, there's good opportunities here for for numerous different people, for people to get in the lineup. Uh, that's one part, but also for people to move up and up in the lineup as well. So lots of opportunity. Guys are in good spirits. And uh, like I said, we're looking to build on on some good things in our 
opening weekend and try and find our first win. Jay, we appreciate the time. And again, thank you for uh, rearranging your schedule and hopping right off the ice and joining us here on Oilers Now. My pleasure. Take care, Bob. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Pierre Dorian will join us around 138 to 140 on today's edition of Oilers Now. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.